Rapids are the national champions. Oh, uh, yeah, it was a disappointment. Yeah, it was. But it was still fun. It was cool to go down there. It was cool to see Brandon Moore. Um, man, he's in his element as a head coach. It was awesome to watch him, um, you know, work in the room, talking to players, talking to to families and everything. It was That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool that OU and, sent out a good luck uh, tweet to him on Saturday morning. That was really cool to acknowledge I did that. that. I didn't see yeah. that, uh, but that is cool. Um, man, I'm guessing that's McKinney, Texas. Is that, is that their high school that plays at that so, stadium? So, you know, I, I watched the game on Saturday, ESPNU. Like the, from the logo at midfield to everything, it looks like that. And I don't know how many high schools are in McKinney that play there. But it's sure that's that's the feel that I got, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just telling you right now that is a sweet facility. Uh, yeah, they held a national championship game there. It better yeah, be a sweet facility. The stadium is awesome. The locker rooms, the weight room, like everything about it is top notch. I was uh, I was really impressed. I was shocked, uh, but I was really impressed. It was cool, man. That was fun. Fair State did get the win, but. Colorado School of Mines um, put up a put up a really nice effort. Had a really good yeah, season. That great, was a lot great of great year for them. Didn't they start off zero and two and win thirteen straight games to get to the to the title game? Uh, I'm not sure if it was zero and two, but they definitely lost two games early. But like they were to two really good teams. It wasn't like uh, Angelos or San Angelo State who they beat in the semifinals was um or maybe it was the quarterfinals i think was maybe the defending national champion um that's who they lost to early in the season but they beat them in the playoffs and i can't remember who the other team was but yeah they yeah they they definitely rallied and and uh and and played much better down the stretch but it was fun man i'm glad i went down Peyton says ferris state is a bunch of cheaters just bought all their players with nil (laughs) I'm 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 willing to do that here because I'm bummed. Wanted Brandon Moore to win. Ferris State bunch of nil cheaters. Now, I will say that there was a very telling, like size and I guess you could say like individual talent discrepancy. I you know their quarterback was like a six foot five dual athlete or, or a dual threat guy that was running around whipping the ball all over the field they had a couple of you know just gigantic defensive linemen that you know looked looked rather out of place in d2 it looked like looked like d1 players for sure out there but Still a, still a fun game. Well, at least Brandon Moore gets to go back to Golden, Colorado and spend the offseason, yeah. right? Not a bad place to uh, spend an offseason. Golden, Colorado, an awesome, awesome place, which I guess has me thinking, and we can open up the text line here, 
651-3439. Uh, best and worst college campus that you've ever seen. Mm. Yeah. Now, if we're talking at the D2 level, Golden, Colorado, going to be up there. Gonna have, the Colorado School of Mines is awesome now. Yeah. But for Division One, what immediately comes to mind? And immediately that comes to mind for me is not far away from Golden, Colorado. Boulder, Colorado is up there for me on best college campuses that I've seen. Best college campus, coolest college town, whatever. Uh, Waco would be on the other side of that one for me. <laughs> I mean, Waco sucks. I know there's no other way to say it. It's just not, it's not great. It really does. It really does really does unless there's like some hidden part of campus where they've actually got some bars and restaurants and stuff that i just have not been able to track down in my many trips to waco but no you're definitely right about that there are there uh, are some uh, hidden gems there in waco in terms of like restaurants bars and nightlife you just have to drive an hour south to austin to find yeah. them all <laughs> yeah they're hidden in austin and and uh and, and fort worth and dallas yeah it's not. It's a. It's kind of a weird vibe there in in Waco for sure. It's like you kind of feel like you're in no man's land there uh, on I thirty five between Dallas and and Austin. Ladonna from Lubbock. I feel like eighty percent of her texts say this, if not more. Texas Tech sucks. Sucks is in all <laughs> caps there. So there's that. Pepperdine is unreal from the nine oh nine. Yeah, Pepperdine looks pretty sweet. Basically, uh, I remember when OU played a baseball series out there several years ago. Yeah. And it feels like the center field wall is about 300 yards away from the ocean. Well, yeah, it's like it's up on top of a hill. And I'm sure if you if you hit a, a, a bomb out of left center, it just goes over the hill down into the ocean where the uh, the surfers are hanging out, which they are. There's like at least whenever I was there, there was an area literally it's right below Pepperdine, it's kind of like a little corner area where there's always a ton of guys hanging, just sitting there on surfboards every time I drove by. So, yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, North Texas is horrible, literally built on top of I-35. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one, yeah. Peyton. Well, yeah, welcome to everything in Texas. Everything is built on top of I-35. Co- incredible. Co- Cody says Fayetteville is an awesome college town. I, uh, yeah. I do agree with that. Fayetteville's really cool. I heard a lot of people say that. I haven't been. I've been one time, and it was 20-plus years ago, and didn't hang out on campus. College Station is a turd. That's from 602. Um, as our buddy Sean likes to say, he calls it Little Berlin, uh, College Station. <laughs> now, I will, I, I'm sorry, but I need to disagree with the Lubbock texter because – it's gotten so much better. It used to be horrible, but now it's actually pretty cool. The area man. around the stadium is like all new yeah. and built up. Yeah, I. Um, it's fun to make fun of Lubbock, and everyone's good at it. But I, I and I've said this before. It's I've actually had fun a couple of times in Lubbock on a game weekend. You don't have yeah. to look very hard. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anywhere else. I still have not seen what Ames is like. Um, you <laughs> and know, you've we, called we like eight games there. there, and you still haven't seen what Ames is like. Still haven't seen what Ames is like. We stay in Des Moines whenever we play them. Uh, KU's pretty cool. KU is a really cool college town. Lawrence is awesome. Yeah, Kansas State's pretty cool as yeah, well. Yeah, you could, have, you could have a good time at Kansas State. I was impressed with Lincoln. 
But in terms of like just like beautiful, um, I mentioned Colorado. UCLA's got a great campus. Uh, much different. Really? Much different from uh, USC's. USC yeah. is like right off the highway there. And I don't know. I, I wasn't all that impressed with it, like uh, an off the highway view. Walking around UCLA, going to basketball game out there a few years ago, UCLA would rank pretty high for me. What What's the town? I th- I'm going to get this wrong. Is it Westwood? Westwood, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say Woodward? Woodward, yeah, Woodward. (laughs) Yeah, Woodward Woodward. and Westwood, not exactly the same. You know, we actually went, uh, whenever I I was out there for the Rose Bowl as a player, we actually went to Westwood to see what was going on down there. Mm, What was going on down there, huh? Nothing. Uh, All the students were gone, but we still hung out, um, and we went to... This bar that you remember whenever they used to play at what is it Logie's now? What was it Logan's when it first started? When they used to play like those video clips and everything, do they still do that? What do you mean? Like the TVs are playing the music video of the song that's blaring through the speakers? Well, they well they would play like like music would be playing and then it would like stop and they'd play like these funny movie clips. Oh from, no, I don't think that they do that anymore. No, that's well, not they, a thing there. They used to do that, and like we saw that at this place out there in at Westwood, and almost like right whenever we came back, it was like the new thing that they started doing <laughs> in Norman. Nice. It was interesting. It's like they stole the concept from a bar in Westwood. Uh, Pretty interesting. Brian in Tulsa says, best campus is where God himself graced us with Michael Jordan at Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Worst to me yeah. is Texas Tech, hands down. I've heard Chapel, uh, Chapel Hill is cool. I imagine it's awesome. I imagine it's awesome. But never been there. Don't know. And I'm sure if if that's great, then Duke right down the road is probably really cool too, right? Yeah. The L.A. Spy, our L.A. Spy, says UCLA campus is beautiful. USC is getting better. New construction and getting uh, rid of the rundown areas was on campus last week. Uh, Missouri glorified high school stadium. Yes, they still have an end zone that's all grass and a giant rock M in the end zone. I would say that that is a glorified high school. I feel like last time we talked about Missouri, I was like looking at the campus on GPS and it felt like the campus was actually really cool and everything was kind of right there in one area right on top of it, but... Hmm. I don't know. We don't say nice things about Missouri on this radio show. <laughs> I didn't know if I need to remind you of that or not. But uh, let's see. Indiana and Wisconsin campuses are badass. Yes, everyone says that um, yeah. Madison is really cool. Haven't been. It's huge, right? Wisconsin. Wayne says Michigan State campus and East Lansing, I guess, are really cool. Okay. I know East Lansing's cool. Um, I've, been, I've been to some bars and restaurants in that area a time or two. It is cool. Uh, Stillwater sucks. Appy State looks <laughs> awesome. Colorado State University and Air Force Academy, both in Colorado Springs, Colorado, great town. Well, Colorado State is in uh, Fort Collins, not Colorado Springs. Air Force is oh. in Colorado Springs. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. University of Virginia in Charlottesville is gorgeous. That's from Derek. Fayetteville cops are good tacklers. Ask Baker Mayfield. Okay. <laughs> I'll get to uh, a few more of those later. But, yes, as the text line is pointing out, Trace Ford just tweeted out, thank you to every coach who gave me an opportunity to play at their university. I'm done with recruiting. 
So we'll see exactly what that means um, here very shortly, I would imagine, after his USC visit this weekend. Well, what's been the uh, what's been the scuttlebutt? The scuttlebutt is that USC made a um, very a really nice generous offer for him to play at, at, at USC next year. Wow. Which, which I've always found interesting because, you know, he played at Edmund Santa Fe. That's and, right. And, like, the previous staff, who is now at USC, did not offer him a scholarship the first time around. And so now, not only have they offered him a scholarship the second time around, sounds like there's a sizable NIL deal to go along with that. Interesting. Huh. So where, where did you hear – like? Who's reporting that there's a large NIL deal? Uh, I mean, I don't know if anyone is, like, outright reporting it, but there's a pretty strong feel that that's the case. Huh. I guess I don't I don't know why I'd be I get not shocked at that. I'm, I'm not shocked at it, but it is, I don't know. I, I, I guess you're, you're trying to lure in. Um, we're trying to lure in portal guys that have good experience, and and he does. He's but he's also got a pretty extensive injury history. I don't know. I guess I'm. I was. He's. He seems like a surprising case for a large NIL. Well, okay. Deal. I I don't want to say it's like eight million dollars or anything, and I don't even <laughs> right. know like the exact number of what it is. But I mean, it's it's a pretty strong offer. I. Doesn't yeah. surprise me that USC has a strong offer out to someone like Trace Ford. What kind of get would that be for OU if that's who he uh, picks here when whenever oh, that decision excellent. comes down? I, I, I think he is. I mean, he definitely helps the defense instantly. I, if he stays healthy and you get peak Trace Ford, well then. You've got a, in my opinion, a starter. We are super thin on pass rushers. Like right now, you think about pass rushers for us. You got uh, our Mason Thomas. You got the McCullough kid who we just got out of the portal from yeah. Indiana. Like that's really it for guys that you would consider air quotes pass rushers. Now, Ethan Downs is a D end and. Uh, Reggie Grimes is a D-end. Grimes had some good moves that worked early in the season and, you know, faded. But I, I don't – we don't have any pure pass rushers. You've like got a five-star coming in, but, you know, right. I, I don't know how much you're going to be able to rely on that one right away. Um, you may right. have another another one with Cecilia Kana coming in. But, no, I, I hear you. They need experienced pass rushers in the, in the mix yeah. for sure. They need experience. And, like, we just – we don't that I can think of. I I don't know anyone that's even just kind of waiting to be that guy. Like our Mason Thomas is kind of it, and you know he played you know sparingly throughout the season. Had some what was a hamstring issues at, at one point. You know he he's a guy that's that's going to develop into a really good pass rusher. But like as of right now, like that you are really thin. And I think Trace Ford goes like 6'4", 240-plus pounds. It gives you some nice size there, too. You know, as long as he is healthy and gets back to full strength, 
then you know I, I fully expect that he could be someone that helps instantly if he were on campus. Yeah. Uh, Muleshoe never offered the kid while at OU. Now he will take him when he's halfway across the country, when we're right down the road wanting him with this new staff. If he goes to USC, that's embarrassing. Someone else texted and it's Auburn or OU for Trace Ford. Well, it's embarrassing for who? Uh, I guess they're saying it'd be embarrassing if OU lost out on him to someone like USC. Well, I don't know. I don't know how it's embarrassing. I mean, you, they want they want him to come. I. What are you going to do? You can show the the show what you've got. You can tell them what you want to do with them defensively and how they fit in and. I don't know how that would be embarrassing, but I don't know. A few more. Knoxville is old and way uh, is old looking and way overrated. Mizzou's campus is awesome. The stadium sucks. I was. I, I, I got to go back. Strong disagreement on the Tennessee. Deal. Everyone thought Tennessee was awesome. That was there. It was. It was really cool. Now I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that the stadium is like some work of art from the outside, but if you're talking about the campus and not just like what the stadium looks like, that campus is pretty cool. South Carolina campus is pretty sweet, and they did say it yeah. like South Carolina. You'll love that. Nice. Uh, Iowa City is similar to Madison, just a lot smaller, but it holds its own. I've heard Iowa City is actually a, yep. a cool place. Zane says the University of Phoenix campus life just makes you feel like you're at home. And I can see that, Zane. <laughs> There is actually – I'm trying to think of what the school is. I thought it was like an online school. I think it might be like Grand Canyon State or something like that. Well, there's a Grand Canyon University, and yeah. they've actually poured a decent amount of money into their athletics. Yeah. I think – haven't they made the NCAA tournament a couple times here recently? I think so. I think they got a good little and basketball program. I think the first time I saw that they made it or something, I was I was like, what what is this? I thought that was like a – online school and i pulled it up and the campus if i remember right was actually yeah. really cool <laughs> nice grand canyon university i was like what, what is this i bet um what is it up in flagstaff northern, northern arizona, arizona yeah. i bet it's cool oh yeah, Flagstaff's i guarantee awesome. you that's a party town it would be cool though if uh university of phoenix created a football team and got in on the nil <laughs> game wouldn't it yeah why not? You know, just uh, online classes. Yes. Bunch of guys from across the country. Watch out, Fly Dion. in and meet. That's great. Texas A&M it's- and the University of Phoenix. That would be an instant rivalry. I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, quick timeout. Hour number one is underway. We continue next here from Newcastle Casino I-44. Exit 107 in Newcastle. Hit us on the text line 651-3439. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. The most wonderful time of the year. Time for peace, joy, and the giving of gifts. And what gift is better than a brand new 2022 GMC from Dorsey Jones in El Reno? Get great pricing on new 2022 GMC models, like the new 2022 Sierra 2500 Denali. Now that will make your angels sing. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno. Coming on the air, Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Real quick, a few texts before we move on. 
Uh, GCU is awesome, and it's in Phoenix. Northern Arizona in Flagstaff is just a bunch of tree huggers. (laughs) 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 Mike in Springfield says, actually, Grand Canyon University is located in Phoenix. It's nowhere near the Grand Canyon. Okay. Yeah, see, that's what I thought was interesting. And I I remember thinking about that. I was like, is my geography off here? Because I just don't think that that squares with where – it actually is, but I could be wrong here. Thunder Dan is the head coach at Grand Canyon. Thunder Dan Marley himself. Really? That's cool. Uh, have y'all ever been to Gainesville, Florida, the Gators campus? Drove through Gainesville on the way to Miami one time, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, never been there. I haven't heard great things about Gainesville. Like, I've heard great things about the swamp and the atmosphere there when they're really good, but – about Gainesville itself, not so much. No, nothing about it other than there's a uh, drag strip there that regularly hosts the NHRA. That's all I know about Gainesville, Florida. The uh, the popular like best college towns in the SEC would be like, Athens, Georgia. Everyone ranks pretty high. Uh, I th- Knoxville it ranks pretty high, I think, with most people. Um, what about Tuscaloosa, Alabama? Yeah, I don't ever hear it ranked as the highest, but I was out there in 03 when you guys played there, and like their bar strip is right by their campus, and I've just never seen so many beer cans littered everywhere like I did that day in Tuscaloosa. It looks like, I mean, it, it was it was a good time. I wasn't old enough to, you know, partake in the fun, but it looked like it was cool back then. So what, we, we played there in 2003 – Right, yeah. and at that point, you know, we had renovated our stadium. We had the upper deck on the east side. Like, we had done some, some nice things, but like when we pulled up to the stadium, it was it was apparent, at, like, right away that, like, this is way nicer than what we've got. Now, we've made more renovations since, and it looks – way better than it used to <laughs> it used to have the white around the outside but so stuff. have they like they added uh, yeah, upper deck true. seats in the end zone they're over a hundred thousand now in tuscaloosa yeah but it was i remember pulling up to him being like dang all right this is really nice that that is going to be an interesting uh transition i mean like even from a fan perspective because you're used to going on the road in the conference and like kansas state can get loud kansas state can get very loud because and it's, it's a cool-looking stadium. It's, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's, like, underground, and that's one of the big reasons why it's so loud. But it's, like, over, just over 50,000 there, right? Same thing yeah. with Tech. Same thing with, like, everywhere else in the league. Like, you're used to the kind of the same amount of capacity. A&M's over 100,000. Uh, LSU's over 100,000. Bama's over 100,000. Tennessee's over 100,000. Like, you get the point. Everywhere. Yep you go is going to be like maybe the, the the largest stadium that you've ever been to in college football. Yeah, and the other big stadium in the conference right now, we don't ever play, we've never got to go yes, there. Yes, yes. The the 100,000 plus stadium. Yeah, you never play there. Yep. Yeah, it it's interesting. It'll be it'll be fun. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm excited for it. Now, I don't know whenever it's going to happen like the report we had Sounds like there's still a lot of moving parts and pieces in there uh, to the OU in Texas going to the SEC in 24. I still believe it's going to happen. 
it makes too much sense whenever you're starting the college foot, the new ex, uh, expanded playoff and everything at that time for the SEC and the Big 12 to still be, you know, waiting to get that deal done seems strange to me, but the Big 12 is still negotiating very intensely, even yeah. though they've got a new media rights deal where they're going to be making more money than they were previously, and uh, they've added some some good members, four new members. So they're in a really good spot, but they're, they are still holding Oklahoma and Texas' feet to the fire, which, I mean, part of that I understand, but... No, there's another part of it I don't whenever you're in a, a better position financially now than you were. I It's kind of hard to, to play the lost income sure. move here that they're playing. I guess the scuttlebutt is that the, the Big 12 schedule for next year is not going to be released until January. When we were yeah. initially told it was going to be like the end of November or early December, looks like it's going to be January. Well, did you read the report um, – I can't, I can't remember who who it was um, over the weekend that said, maybe it was Dodds, said that um, like the Big 12 is trying to negotiate for Oklahoma and Texas for them if they were to leave in 2024 that we would play future yes. non-conference games within the Big 12 landscape. Yeah. Did that word to you like they were going to be like road uh, non-conference games with Big 12 teams? Did it word that way to you, or was it just no. games against Big 12 teams? Okay, I just – I guess You know I... how it how it read to me? It read to me like uh, Oklahoma needs to continue to play the Bedlam Well, series. and that was my immediate thought, too, is, well, okay, if they want that for inventory, like no inventory between OU and a Big 12 school is going to do better than Bedlam. So I wonder that's right. if that's going to be a – or the sticking point to make this game last longer than what we thought it was going to. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, that's what I, that, that's my, was my initial thought is because we had talked about this whenever the whole discussion was, well, would they continue this or not? My point has always been, I, it may not be up to them. It may be up to the TV partners. Like that's who's going to really want them to continue it because. Say what you want about the 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 series record, but it draws, man. People watch it and people gamble on it, and they're gonna want to continue those nice ratings. And I it may not, may not be as much up to Oklahoma and Oklahoma State as they want. No, I mean you had a five win team and a six win team in late November playing the ABC Saturday night game this year. There was nothing on the line other than OU trying to get bowl eligible, and yet it was still like – it was the biggest and best window that OU played in all year long. I I know like the big noon games draw, but you you know what I mean. The ABC Saturday night game, there's a lot of draw there. And I don't think that they give – you know, inventory-wise, they don't care about OU playing West Virginia or OU playing Iowa State or even OU playing Baylor. They'll want OU playing Oklahoma State. That's, that's, that's right. what they're going to want. And if they want that, then I'm with you. That's probably what's going to happen. Who's the uh, – what's the Texas game they would want? Baylor or Texas Texas-Kansas. Yeah, I think you got to continue the rivalry, man. <laughs> Texas and KU. Keep it going. Um, which, by the way, B. John Robinson, he is uh, off to the NFL and not going to play in the Alamo Bowl. No surprise there. 3,400 yards, 41 touchdowns 
in his three seasons at Texas. Those are great numbers, but he should have been a 4,000-plus yard back uh, if they would have given him the rock uh, as much as he deserved. Should have had over 4,000 yards at UT. Yep. I, uh, I agree. I, I am very happy, very, very happy to see B. John Robinson not coming back to Texas next year. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah, he's a, he's a stud. He's one of those backs that uh, a rare breed, some call them unicorns, where they can both carry the football yep. and catch the football out of the backfield. That's why it's he's the number eight those... overall player in McShay's mock draft, because he can catch the ball in the backfield. He's one of those unicorns. Nothing annoys me more than that. Oh, I know. The, Trust me. The fact that everyone falls all over themselves over the fact that a running back can catch a swing pass. It's truly one of the more amazing things ever. Well, you should see his kid out of the backfield. He well, can catch you. I, and I understand that, and it's funny, but I do like to point out uh, to you how many times I see a running back look like he's never tried to catch a football before on a third and one swing pass trying to pick up a first down. I know it, I know it, but I, I still, it's, it's this talking point. Well, you use it. I, there is no reason that a running back at any level in this day and age should not be able to be a very adequate receiver. And I'm not just talking all. about catching it out of the backfield. You should be able to line them up in empty and run pretty much the full route tree. They're running seven-on-seven seven camp the entire year, and we all flip out anytime a guy supposedly can catch the football out of the backfield. Uh, by the way, good luck to B. John Robinson in the NFL draft. He could be, he could be the first Texas offensive player to be drafted in the first round since. Anyone got a guess? Uh, Anyone? Yeah, I can guess that. Okay. Now, did you say the first? First offensive t- player for Texas to be drafted in the first round since? Um, hmm. Now I'm uh, rethinking. Uh-oh. I was going to say, didn't they have an offensive lineman? No. Like a year or two ago? No. No, uh-uh. Um, hmm. I'll give you a hint. I don't know. Austin, Texas, baby. That may not be a hint for you. It is to some. It's a dead That's giveaway not a very to good some. Hint. He is, uh, I don't know. Vince Young. What position? Vince Young? Yeah. That's it? Vince Young. 2006. Last time a Texas player was drafted uh, in the first round on the offensive side. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. What a program, huh? What a great program. Dang, that is. It's been a long time. They've been crap on offense. That shouldn't surprise anyone, which I guess you can be crap on offense and still have one player that sneaks. There's 32 first-rounders selected, right? So it's not like, I mean, it's an impressive feat to get drafted in the first round, but it's not like it's four or five players. Man. You know those uh, all those statistics we hear from, like, 247 and rivals and all of that stuff about um, five-star players and, and going to the NFL. I, 
Though it would be one hundred percent if it wasn't for the University of Texas. Yes, uh, <laughs> they have single-handedly ruined everyone's like scouting percentages whenever it comes to five-star players. That's where five-star offensive guys go to die. Well, I, I would guess. love, uh, and, and maybe uh, someone on the text line can do this today. How many five-star offensive players they've signed since their last first rounder uh, in the NFL draft? It's got to be gotta north be. of 10, probably. 10? I, I bet it's north of 20, it isn't may, it? Yeah, it may I mean, be. They sign five stars pretty much every year, don't they? Yes, yes, they do. Golly. Mm. Vince Young, the last player. Woo boy. That is amazing. And I, unless someone can beat me to it, I will try and get to that during this commercial well, break. Someone will beat you to it, knowing how yeah. fast uh, or how slow you work the internet. What, one text here, Camo Sooner says, listening to Teddy Lehman on the air with Hank Williams Jr. in the background is 100% <laughs> radio gold. Yeah, we had Hank Williams Jr. right now. We basically had the theme song to um, to Stranger Things, the newest season, last segment. It's a they really mix up the music selection out oh, there, the casino. It's great. That's fantastic. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's never too late to be good this year. So if you've been naughty or nice, go to Dorsey Jones in El Reno for some Christmas cheer. You'll get delightful savings on a brand new 2022 Buick from Dorsey Jones in El Reno. Get incredible pricing on all new 2022. It is the rush on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Air Comfort Solutions text line. For reference, even Tim Kish recruited a first-round player. It's not that hard to luck into one guy at this level, LOL. <laughs> Sorry about the unnecessary shot there, Tim Kish, if you're out there listening. Uh, l- let's see. I'm through. Let me check one more. 2007. 2007 recruiting class will be my last one. Waiting, waiting. Okay. Yeah, they had two. They had three five-star, two offensive five stars so that brings it to two four six seven eight nine ten eleven thirteen five-star players thirteen five-star players in their uh non-first well, round route thirteen five-star offensive yeah, players. yeah 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 offensive players yeah. correct yeah because there was there was several defensive players in there as well, but yeah, thirteen offensive five stars since that draft. That's not very flattering. You're the University no. of Texas, thirteen offensive five stars, and no one was a first round selection. It's not like they had a ton of, you know, like high second rounders either, right? You know, like they weren't really well, all that close. But I mean, here's the thing: to say that Texas hasn't had a first round pick since offensive since Vince Young like you, it's it's different than saying like Kansas State or or Tech or any like any other school because like they re- recruit those type of players that that is what they're supposed to be they're built to be as five-star players right I mean that's yeah. that's what you're trying to to get out of those guys that's why they're so highly sought after so that's why it's such a 
impressive statistic in the wrong, I mean, I say impressive in the wrong way. The 2014, the 2015, the 2016, and 2017 NFL drafts. That's four. 2013, 2014, 2015, 20, actually that's five. Uh, five years there. They had a third-round wide receiver. They had a seventh-round tight end. And they had a third-round running back in a five-year stretch. Well, yeah, it wasn't good. And I I think that's whenever the Big 12 really really suffered through a down period. um, Because I, I was looking at their recruiting classes through like 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18, I, they didn't have any five-star offensive guys. There may have been one or two defensive guys, but there were several classes in there where they didn't have one five-star period. And for Texas, that's that's an oddity. Um, so obviously they're recruiting more consistent now and have been over the last three or four years. But, you know, we went through – a, a pretty big lull there ourselves on on draft picks. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it'll be interested what they are next year. Um, they got a nice class coming in, but I mean, Bijan Robinson was the best player on their football team last year, and it wasn't even remotely close. So, yeah. can Quinn Ewers? He's going to have to get a lot better. He's going to have to get a lot better. Can he get so much better? that they can still win 10 games next year with, without B. John Robinson. I, I, I don't know, but next year's, a, next year's a big year for Texas, for sure. Problem yep. for them is they got to go to Alabama in the non-conference early on. Are they not eliminating that game? Uh, I don't think so. Because they're, they were able to play both of those before the move to the SEC. I think Texas is still playing Well, then that why year. did they take our Georgia game away next because year? Because you wouldn't have had – like the return trip was – Five years later, something like that. Oh, well, that's stupid. Um, Some might say that's a blessing in disguise that you don't have to play Georgia next yeah. year. I would. It would have been awesome to have Georgia come to town. I'll, I'll take my chances. But yeah, um, Bama's still on the schedule for Texas, along with Rice in Wyoming, in Austin. You shocked that I'm looking at Texas. They've only got one transfer as of right now, punter. Um, am I shocked about that? Yeah. But as good I mean, as they're recruiting, there, I mean, there's you... been some movement, but there ha- there I mean, there's still a lot to come with the transfer portal. Yeah, that's I and, mean, that's and, true. And I feel like even like the most high-profile names like really even haven't made like, there's there hasn't been a quarterback, one of those big quarterbacks that's made a decision yet. There's still a lot to come for the portal. Right. Right. Well, What's the scuttlebutt on the transfer portal in Oklahoma right now? Uh, well, was it um, supposed to be a big? Wasn't it a big recruiting weekend for the portal? Um, I don't think it was a huge one. No, the week before may have been, but unless you know something that I don't know, it's just kind of waiting on Trace Ford after that tweet that he sent out about thirty minutes ago. Hmm. Huh, okay. Now I don't know anything. I know nothing. Well, Trace Ford would be. I think that'd be a big get, man. Uh, for us to be able to lock in what I think is going to be a rotational defensive lineman, a uh, a stud, like wherever you want to play him in McCullough, 
and then a a rush end like Trace Ford, like that that would be really really impressive if it was over at that point. And I'm and I know it's not going to be over at that point, but I thought that would be three guys defensively that you feel like would be like perhaps two guaranteed starters and. A heavy rotational player. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty heckum good. The University of Tulsa has had more first-round draft picks in the past two years than Texas has had in the last 16 years. Yeah. There's your stats. Thank you, text line. Uh, the fact that Texas hasn't had an offensive player since Vince Young drafted is further proof they are indeed not back. No. Not back. But improving – you have to admit, Tyler. Sl- slowly but surely, it looks like they may be, might be improving. The greatest right. eight-win team in college football history. I'm sure someone <laughs> in Austin has uttered that. Oh, man. Yeah, and still, you know, the the biggest game of the season, the, the, the thing that you hang your hat on was that close loss to Alabama early on. That was it. Played them close. We're right there, boys. All right, quick time out. We'll come back and wrap up hour number one next here from Newcastle. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional grade. Mother struggling to feed her daughter. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I support Feeding America because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year, like Diane, Henry, and Elena. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Cavens Construction, bringing you this hour of The Rush, CavensConstruction.com. Check them out for everything that they can help you with this holiday season. Text line says, good afternoon, fellas. I have heard a lot of people say that OU will go 10-2 and next year. If that is our record next year, who do you guys think will be the two teams that we lose to? Well, that's actually hard because uh, we don't know what the schedule is next year outside of the non-con. Um, there will be four Big 12 teams that you don't play next year. The, the question yeah. is, will 10-2 and two be viewed at as, as good enough after a 6-6 six and six season? The text said it, it's they've heard a lot of people saying 10 and 2. I haven't heard any of that. I haven't really haven't heard very many predictions for next year. So that's news to me. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it is um, it's way too early to make a judgment. Um, I've got to kind of strip back what I what I know and how I feel about where we sit talent-wise with the rest of the conference. Um, massively overestimated some of our talent. I, I, I knew that we had some top guys transfer out, but the, the line of guys behind that, I, uh, I got to tell you, frankly, pretty disappointed in some of the development over the the last year i thought we'd see some guys go further that's not to say that they won't and i'm leaving those guys 
for dead, like they're going to be stuck at that spot forever. I don't think that's the case, but we got to get better. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two, the rush coming up next. Fourteen hundred AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and ninety-nine point three FM, K twenty-five seven DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Twas the night before Christmas, and our lips were all blue. The furnace was out, and our teeth chattered too. Santa and his elves were decking the halls. He shivered and said, it's cold as snowballs. Never fear, you can call a team of furnace scholars who will tune up your heat for just $69. Call Air Comfort Solutions at 405-721-3740. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a warm night. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. For the latest recruiting and Sooner news, catch Tyler McComas. Maybe this is it. Maybe we are truly in the home stretch, Parker. And Parker Thune. It doesn't matter what position he plays. Sure. Just get him on campus. Unlocked in. Austin Stogner is back. We thought that this could happen by the end of the week, and I think getting Stogner back for one more year is a win for this team. Oh, it's a major win. 